Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. 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 So before we actually get started, Gretchy, we're going to tell everybody that didn't join our Zoom live show that that's what they're going to hear right now. Yeah. We also want to tell them that on our Patreon, we are uploading our OG episodes from when we were Crime Carpools and Cocktails, and that is I think one through 12. Yeah. Slowly but surely I'll get to all of them. But there's, I think, four up there now. Yeah. So we'll get to the full 12. So give you a little something extra to binge. Yeah. I'll upload those also to Himalaya. Just got to get my act together. We're going to up our bonus crimes too. We are. We're just discussing. We were just yeah. discussing. So we do one bonus crime a month usually and then an episode a week but we will now be doing two bonus crimes a month since you guys hear us all the time we're just gonna up our bonus game yeah right and I hope you guys the ones that joined the zoom call enjoyed it we sure did so this was a super fun episode for us to do and we will do it again and we will let you know when so that those of you that didn't join can join. And I think everybody had a real good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was real fun. So here it is, you guys. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. (laughs) Feels so funny. Thank you guys all for joining us. How fun is this? This is our live show that we never thought would be a live show like this, but it's really fun and we're excited to do it since everybody's stuck at home. So. Oh, cute. Look, people are chatting on the bottom. Oh, I love that. They want us to sing the theme song. You don't want me to sing. Do, 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 do. 
Okay, so yeah, yeah, you guys can chat. That's really fun. Oh, sing the theme song. Talking crime. Talking crime in the cocktail line. It will be playing. That's Damian's job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you really excited for today? I am so excited. I was super nervous, you guys. Like Yeah, you should be, because we fuck up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm on the mic. So yeah. I was trying to get... So I'm not really nervous at all, actually. Yeah, because all you have to do is talk and not have to actually do a case. So anyways, this case today, you guys, comes out of Bend, Oregon. Is anybody from Bend or Oregon? I hear it's a real nice place. I have one experience with Bend, Oregon, and it isn't a good one, but I was going to tell you about it. And since my husband's here... It makes it real awkward because it's about an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> so I'm glad he's muted. I just don't wish I couldn't see him right now on the camera. <laughs> but cover his face up. Just okay. Like this. Here. Okay. Can't see you, Sean. <laughs> but so I had this ex-boyfriend, Gretchy. You know who I'm talking about. And I do. He wasn't faithful. And no, he was a real douche. Yeah, he was a real douche. So he would go to Bend, Oregon all the time to visit his friends. You know that Oregon is like the capital of like porn. Do you know porn? That? Yeah. Well, not like the capital of porn. Like I know that's like in the valley, but like they have the most strip bars, like naked lady dancing people. Oh, per capita of people or something like that. Yeah, per person. And we drive through there, and you see a lot of adult stores, strip. They, they, well, that's yeah. probably why he was going there. Really? Okay. I hear good things about Ben, though. It's beautiful, great real estate. Yeah, that's what they say. FYI. But yeah. to me, it was just a place <laughs> where this guy would go to visit his friends and then he would come back and he would get calls and random emails from friends that were girls that he would meet. So, that was my experience. You have any fun experiences like that, Gretch, with your boyfriends? No, but I like that you just skip over that, like, because you know how you discovered all those calls and emails and everything is because you're like real Snoopy. Yes, I am real Snoopy. Yeah. He Snoopy. okay. So he left his computer. Sean better have like backup passwords and passwords and passwords. I don't do that anymore, Sean. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my husband. He downloads his email on my phone, and so I can help him because he's real busy. And so I can check his email anytime, and he doesn't mind. So that's why. Yeah, my husband and I share passwords yeah. too. All of you guys, raise a hand. You guys share passwords? Yeah. Yeah. See? Right? No? No, Sarah? No? You got something to hide? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it gets a little tricky with Amazon, right? Got to like delete it as soon as it comes through. So oh, I do that. See the receipt. That's what I do. Yeah, because one hundred percent. We oh, share yeah, the yeah. Amazon account, and so if I buying a present, yeah, always be shopping. Yeah, yeah. Douchey boyfriend story. Yeah. Well, I dated a guy for a while. I don't know if you remember this guy. I dated him when we were in um, at Outback. What? And I thought he was real dreamy. He was not cute at all. I don't think. Oh, and he had that's typical. No money. Yeah, he was totally my type. I was really into him. And then he told me after like two or three months of dating that his ex-girlfriend was coming to town. 
And I should know that I would not be priority. Oh, I don't remember this. (laughs) (laughs) So did you break up with him? (laughs) Yeah, I was like devastated. And I thought, I remember coming to work, like crying at Outback. Like, I'm pretty sure that if anybody's, I don't need to be first priority, but I don't want to be last. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, yeah, screw that guy. Seriously, I would have said that. It's that guy that lived with Clint. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do remember yeah. this guy. Not cute, but yeah, kind of popular. He was kind of, and he listen. The girlfriend, she stomped all over his heart, and he came crawling back to me, and I was already hooked up with some other loser, so he missed out. <laughs> on all of this yeah it did take me a while to get rid of that guy too and funny when you said that i that i looked up passwords so this is a funny story i did find out because he left his computer open and i didn't have his password but his email hadn't it gone hadn't gone to sleep so his email was up there and i saw these emails and i got real pissed and he had just planted all these flowers in his front yard and I took the hose and I was going to go wash my car and I drug him through all of his flowers. And he came home and he's like, oh, what, what did you do to my flowers? I was like, oh, just washing my car. I didn't eat. I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was really yeah. sticking it to him. You're, yeah, you're really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. Now I'm married to this just a handsome man over here. Washing his tires. Slashing the tires. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys ready for me to tell the story from, oh, see, look at, clink, clink, everybody. Oh. Want me to get to it? Yeah, Gretchen? we're ready for you to tell the story. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get to it. What are you drinking, though, specifically oh, I didn't say. out of your I'm, animal print straw? I'm drinking a it's not a tiger. Margarita. And what are you drinking? Oh, good on you. Today. I am drinking. Yes, way rosé, and this is how much I've had to drink so far. <laughs> Before we started, good job, Gretchy. I have a backache. It's a problem. I'm trying to numb it out. Because she just did that. What was it? What is it called? Ladies' Edge. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let's get to it. As I told you all before, the story comes out of Bend, Oregon. And in all realness, like you said, Gretchen, it's an absolutely stunning place on earth. It has a population of over 95,000 people. That's it? That's it. Yep. I thought it was bigger. No, but it is considered, or it is, the largest city in central Oregon. So I'm thinking that most cities in Oregon are pretty small. I personally have never been to Oregon, so I wouldn't know. In 2010, there was 75,000 people. So it's really grown, actually. You can buy a house there, Gretchy, for $400,000 or $4 million. And these $4 million houses are freaking spectacular. They sit on like the river's edge and they're beautiful and they have tons of land. And... It looks like somewhere we would love, except for it rains a lot and it snows. And so I'm not going to live there, but I would visit. Okay. 
And this case all started on the night of July 23rd, 2016. While you and I, Gretch, were dealing with three toddlers each running around and only dreaming about going to a bar, this beautiful 23-year-old girl from Bend was having a super fun night with her friends for a bachelorette party. Her name was Kelly Sawyer. And I am going to try to show you guys all a picture of Kelly, really, or Kaylee, sorry, I think I might have called her Kelly. You guys see that? You see that, Gretch? Oh, yeah, she's real cute. She's real cute with a real nice smile. Nice teeth. I know. Yeah. She was a dental assistant, too. So just, she was going to. What's her name? Kaylee. Kaylee. Kaylee Sawyer. Oh, damn. So. Kaylee. Yeah, that's cute. I know. She would have really turned guys' heads, but she didn't need to because she lived with her boyfriend named Cameron Reimhofer at the time. While that night went on, Kaylee knew she needed to ride home because she had a little too much to drink. And so she called her boyfriend, Cameron, who would head to the bar and pick her up. What Kaylee didn't know at the time was that one of her friends had told him earlier that night that Kaylee was flirting with another guy and dancing with him. And this friend of hers didn't think it was okay. Wait, her friend didn't think it was okay that she was dancing with a, like a, a rando, rando at her bachelorette at her bachelorette party. Yeah, it wasn't Kaylee's bachelorette party. It was her friend's bachelorette party. And oh, so why should she care? That's stupid. Yeah, so I think that too. I think that who cares? Like she's just flirting. She's not going home with the guy. And I think that broke girl code for one. And also. I think she's just trying to cause drama. And we all know people like that. So it did cause drama. Cameron picks up Kaylee and they got in a big fight about it on their way home from the bar. And while getting to their apartment complex, Kaylee is mad and Cameron's mad and she gets out of the car and she just goes for a walk to blow off some steam. At this point, it's after midnight and now July 24th, and Kaylee starts walking towards a college that they live right by called Oregon, Central Oregon Community College. Um, It wasn't really unusual for Kaylee to go on walks. That's kind of what she did when she got upset. Even her mom has said that's like what she did as a child. So I don't think it was like something that Cameron wasn't used to. Cameron went to his apartment and started immediately texting Kaylee to come back and like, get over it. You know, it's fine. And she's replying back like, you should know where I am. You should come get me. Things that I think any drunk girl would do, you know. So Cameron gets in his car. He drives up campus way looking for her, but to no avail. He texts her. He can't find her. And the last text that she sent back to him, she said, my battery is about to die. Goodbye. Well, morning came and Kaylee never came home. Cameron, of course, was worried. He called Kaylee's parents right away. He called her friends, drove where Kaylee had left her car the night before, and no one had heard anything from her. And her car was still left at her friend's house. 
So Cameron then calls the police and I am going to play you guys this police call from Cameron. Well, I'm going to say right off the bat, he didn't do it because I feel like if he did it, then, you know, they don't call the police right away. They like to act like, no, 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 no. I don't know what happened to her. What's the big deal? Yeah, you're right, right? I think that the police, yeah. though, did... Am I wrong? No, uh, no, you're not wrong. You're actually right. Okay. Hello? Hi. Um, I'm not sure if this is quite the right number to call. Last night, I got home from the bars with my girlfriend. She got upset at me and ran off. Mm-hmm. And I chased her and wasn't able to find her, and I still haven't heard from her. Her phone's off. I called all our family, and they haven't heard from her, so I'm wondering what you recommend I do. We can put in a call, and we can... Uh have officers deputies uh, look for. Okay. And where was she last seen at? Um, College Way. College in what? Um, Alpine Meadows Apartment Complex. It's like at the top of College Way. In that apartment complex? Yes. In a specific apartment or? In the parking lot. Just in the parking lot? You guys yeah, don't live there? Or? Yes, we live there together. Okay, what's the address? Okay, so he just goes on to tell her the address, and I will say that, do you think he sounds, he sounds like he's concerned, but not hysterical, right? Yeah. So time passed, and everybody's trying to call Kaylee, but everything goes straight to voicemail, like her phone is off. And then her mom makes a call to the police um, to escalate the situation. And because Kaylee is over 23, or she's 23, so she's an adult, and police at first are, like, not super worried. They tell the boyfriend to just keep looking for her, and, you know, they'll, if she's not there by Monday, they'll, you know, do something more. Mm. Because people do go, you know away for a while and yeah I know but don't you think I mean that they should take it into context is she you know like a drug user does she do this because I don't care if she's 23 I mean yeah I do think that if you're 23 do you you know my roommates would have known that I would have I always came home yeah so I do think that I think that generally we know if somebody is a person that would just run off. And I mean, we talked about another case recently where there was a woman that just would go for two weeks at a time and then would come back. And so that was natural for her family to not see her. And this is not. So Kaylee's mom called and exaggerated a seizure that Kaylee had one time into a medical situation. Um, So she calls later that night to the police department and tells them that basically Kaylee has a medical condition, she has seizures, she needs to be found right away, and that the boyfriend had called earlier. And so the dispatcher just says, okay, I'm going to try to find out who you who the boyfriend talked to and and get some more people on this. So police are on the lookout at this point. It's, you know, Sunday. And Quickly on Monday, they get a break. A woman named Isabel Ponce Lara, or Laura, it's L A R A, 
comes into the police department to report something bizarre. Isabel's husband confessed to her that he killed a girl while working as a security guard at Central Oregon College. Wait, what? Yeah. So she goes into the police department and she says, my husband just confessed to me that he killed this girl that you're looking for. She says that he was acting real strange on Sunday. They went to church on Sunday morning. He wasn't being himself. And on Monday, he came in. She was watching TV. He comes into wherever, like, she was watching TV, crying, and confessed that he hit the girl by accident with his car and panicked. And she was real distraught. She was, like, crying, telling the officers, like, she doesn't understand how he just panicked if it was an accident. She also tells them that he took her gun And you see, Isabel actually was a rookie cop in Bend, Oregon. She had recently graduated from the police academy. So she tells the detectives that before he left, he grabbed her gun and he told her that Kaylee's stuff was in their shed. Oh, why would he keep her stuff? I don't know. Because he raped her. This is a real upper tab. Sorry, guys. It's a real crazy case, for sure. Okay. Well, she didn't go look in the shed. She just went to the police. And that's probably because she is a police officer. She Good. Does. Her husband's yeah. name is Edwin Laura. So immediately they head to Edwin's house to search the shed. And they find a trash bag filled with uh, Kaylee's purse, her wallet, her ID, her passport, and inside her purse, they find a large, uh, a large rock with a massive amount of blood on it and Kaylee's matted hair. So he was just like, hey, boo, I killed this chick. And she's like, oh, I, I got to go. Got to go to the store. No, I think like let her go. Like it just doesn't seem like. (laughs) Yeah, she should have arrested him. Like I killed someone that he'd be like, we're cool, right? No, he didn't. He took off. He's like he grabbed her gun and got in the car and like took took off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, I think he's on the run, and he killed this girl. So you know, she's turning him in. Okay, I got it. I got it. Took me a second. Okay, I got it. And at this point, they know that Kaylee's not going to be found alive and they're on the search now for two people one of them is dead and one of them is armed and dangerous there was another interesting thing that they found in the shed it was a bulletin board with pictures of murdered victims and news articles of a serial killer it seemed real strange and obsessive like edwin was obsessed with serial killers and well, his name is Edwin. That's a super creepy name. Yeah, right. For one. And yeah, that's very Dexter to keep pictures like that. Yeah. And although Trophy. disturbing, yeah. a lot of people are interested in serial killers. I mean, everyone on yes. this Zoom call is probably <laughs> interested in serial killers. Yeah, but we don't like cut out pictures. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, like we don't have bulletin boards in our house. I'm sure that's next level. Yeah. I was gonna say, like you we don't, say, like, write them letters in prison. No, 
and say like, oh, you're sexy. No. We don't do no. that. That's what I call extra Gretchen. I don't think. <laughs> it's extra. <laughs> so the nice thing is that they know who they're looking for and they know what car he drives and they are like, okay, where's he going to go? Maybe he's going to go to his parents' house. So they go to Edwin's parents' house. He, they live close and they say, oh, yeah, we saw him. He asked us for some cash and to borrow our car. And I guess they let him. I don't know. I don't think he was a murderer. Isabel, Edwin's wife, is brought back to the police department for lots of questioning, like hours of questioning. And she's cooperative. She is blindsided. And she's a good person. I mean, she's an officer of the law. She's a churchgoer. She did mention that Edwin had an affair while she was in the police academy, and they asked her if they thought he was jealous of her for being a police officer, and he was just a security guard. And she didn't think so, but she did say he started getting a little weird when she went to the police academy. Well, you would think she would be like a real good snooper, like next level. I know. Right? Don't you think the police officers have like all the tricks? I mean, you would hope so. The only thing you really need is to be able to log on to their cell phone account. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She didn't seem like she, when you listen to the tapes, it didn't sound like she was snooping. They asked her if she even knew who the person was that he was having an affair with, and she said no. She's like, he just told me it was some woman in California. I mean, I think not very curious. I think I would have known everything about that woman. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you would have. I remember you hacking into somebody's voicemail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Just saying. <laughs> Other than that, she just said that she thought Edwin was going to California. That's where his uncle lived, and he was super tight with his uncle. And you know what? She was right. Edwin was headed to California, but he was not headed there alone. He decided he did not want to take his family's car. So he found another beautiful young girl getting off work in her car. He jumps into her car at gunpoint and it makes her drive him. Her name is Andrea Mays. She is a 19-year-old girl from Salem, Oregon. Edwin then forces Andrea to drive towards California, and she does it. On their drive, he tells her that he killed a girl, shows her pictures, and I think that he, like, tortured her with fear to do that. And she's just doing what he says. You know, I'm sure she's fighting for her life. Of course. Whatever he says, she's doing it. They stop at a hotel for the night in Cottage Grove, Oregon, where Edwin tries to sexually assault Andrea. And by the grace of God, she says she has no idea how this even happened. An alarm goes off on her phone. And Edwin's like, what is that? She's like, oh, that's my alarm for my medicine. I have to take a medicine every day for a sexually transmitted disease my boyfriend gave me. And Edwin was like, I'm out. That's awesome. I've always wondered if you that could like stop a rape or something. If you were like, hey, I mean, go ahead, but I've got herpes. Yeah, I mean. Like, can you like, I mean, would, I, wouldn't you like pull out all the stuff? Yes, and she did, and it saved her. 
And that creeps grease. Gross. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm at 1.30 in the morning. Andrea's shook awoke and Edwin's like, we're out of here. His phone went off and he's like nervous and he's getting a little frantic. So they get back in the car and Andrea's car starts having some issues. So later that day, he's like, we got to get another car. He pulls into a hotel parking lot where he finds a 73-year-old man. He thinks his car looks good. So he goes up to the car and he says, give me your car. And the grumpy old man says, fuck you, not giving you my car, which I could totally see my grandpa doing, by the way. Yeah, my grandpa would have been like that, too. I know. And so he shoots him in the stomach. Oh, God. I know. The guy lived. So that's good. And he didn't get his car. So Andrea and Edwin run across the street to a gas station where they find another elderly woman with her grandchildren and steal their car with them in it. The grandma is screaming and screaming and screaming and does not speak English. And Edwin is telling... Well, as you should. Scream, scream, scream. Right. I know. But Edwin's like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't stop screaming. And the grandma's just screaming and screaming. And the grandchildren, it seems like, don't know how to talk to the grandma. So maybe sh- they didn't speak the same language. And eventually, Edwin's like, get the fuck out. And Good. they get out of the car. He keeps Andrea in the car with him. Police at this time are gaining on Edwin. They have been pinging his phone. They know that he most likely shot the guy that called in that he's shot in the parking lot and stole the grandma's car with her grandkids inside. And Edwin is in big trouble. And his crime spree is about to end. He is now nearing Corning, Corning, California, which is like a northern part of California. You ever heard of that place? It's like Corning? Yeah, I think it's by Redmond. You know where that is? I do know where Redmond is, yeah. All right, so police are on his tail. Edwin decides that before ending this police chase, he wants Andrea to put a video of his confession and apology on her Facebook page. And I am going to play you that video. He wants to video himself, you know, like... On yeah, like a Facebook Live. Basically, but I don't know if they had Facebook Live yet in 2016. And her to post it, you know, on the her Facebook page, which I'm like, why on hers? I don't know, but whatever. So I want to play you guys this. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back 
really adds up. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This is him. Um, I just want to say that Can you guys hear it? I apologize for everything I've done. Can you hear it, Gretchen? I'm going to get caught. No? And, um... Uh, it's not playing through my... You sorry can't? about that girl. About that girl in Central Oregon. And I just want to let family members... Um, Andrea, that she's fine and she will be fine because, uh... So far, she's been doing... Uh... What I've been going to do. You know, and, and if you guys are wondering... Uh... If I have done dirty things to her, no. All right, I'm not that kind of guy. You know, I just... I used to kill that other girl, you know, and I regret it. I regret killing her. You know, she's kept screaming and... I have her forever. So... I know. You know, like I say, she's still fine. We're driving. And she'll be home pretty soon. I'm sorry to her grandma and her family members, to her boyfriend. You know, I'm sorry for everything that I caused. Okay, and you'll see her pretty soon. Okay, tell the cops that not to shoot us, because if they shoot us, then that's not my fault. Okay, but... Oh my God, he's like... Sorry, everybody. So crazy. Bye. Okay. So, um, okay, so that's bananas, right? So she ends up putting that on her Facebook page, but she doesn't like display it to everybody. She just does it privately to like herself because she's worried that. Why? I don't know. So I had that reaction too. Like, why would she just, why wouldn't she post it to everybody? Like her family what if this is the last time that they're going to see her? She doesn't really know if he's not going to shoot her, you know? But she said she didn't want to worry, like her grandma. So. Oh, that's really sweet. But 
I know it's not real risk. It feels like not very survivally though. No, I mean that's right. <laughs> no, I want like the police to know. I want everybody to know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, and I like how he's like, "Oh, I'm not that kind." Of, if you think I'm like having sex with her, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, even though he tried to kidnapping her makes you like a good guy. Well, and he's like, "I'm not that kind of guy," even though he did try to. And and there was more yeah. to that story. He asked her to take a shower in front of him. And she's like, I'd rather fucking die than do that. And she refused to do it. Wow. So. I kind of feel the same way, though. I hate. I, I don't. You don't like showering? I don't like. Well, I do. I don't mind showering by myself, but I don't like an, I don't like an audience. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah doesn't get that satisfaction. He, he would like to join me more often. And I, I pass. I take a pass on okay. that. All right. I mean, you got to get like down to business. You got to like clean everything. I don't want to be doing that in front of anybody. Oh, we already know you never like to be naked, period. So. <laughs> naked ever. <laughs> yeah. All right. So she puts it up. She doesn't show it, share it with everybody. And it's respectful. After that, he calls 911 to tell them that he wants to turn himself in. And you want me to play you some of that? Sure. Okay. 911 emergency reporting. Yes, hi. This is Edwin Lara, and I'm the guy on Interstate Interstate 5, going at high speed. I, I know you guys have the shopper on me already. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say I am going to turn myself in. Okay, where are you at? Okay, I'm on I-5, uh, I think close to Reading, if I'm right. So... You know, I, I am wanted for murder in the state of Oregon. Okay. Edwin, yeah. where are you at right now? Can you stop? I am going to stop once I head Reading. Once I'm in Reading, I'm going to stop. Okay, can you tell me where you are right now? I have no idea. Are you by yourself? or? No, I have someone with me. I kidnapped her in Oregon. She's innocent. Okay. Uh, her name is Andrea. What's your last name? I'll let you. I'll, I'll let her give her last name. She can call her family, okay? Okay. Just, give me a, just give me a second. What's your name? Hello? Yeah, hi. What's your name? Andrea. Andrea, what's your last name? Maze, M-A-E-S. Okay, are you hurt at all, Andrea? No. No, okay. I'm not going to stop right here. I'm just going to throw myself in and, and uh, Corning. Okay. Are you going uh, to Corning Police or where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to Corning Police. But I want to ask you a favor. Uh-huh. So I have asthma. You have asthma? Okay. Yeah, so you can tell them not to be too rough on me because, you know, I, I can't really breathe right now. All right, so that's all I wanted to say. Do you, you know, need, I don't do want to... medical or...? Yeah, well, I I think so. I'm going to need my inhaler. I forgot my inhaler at home. You know, I went all over, all over uh, uh, Salem, Oregon, looking for... Or an inhaler, but I guess they don't sell it. You know, I'm going about 120 miles an You're hour. About right 120 now. miles an hour. Yes. Can you slow down? Well, I want to make it there quick. That way, I can turn myself in. Well, well the officer sees you with it. We just don't want you to speed away from anything. If you can stop and just dig yourself in, it'll probably be easier. Well, there's an officer behind me right now. Okay, they see you. We're talking to them. They see you. Yeah, she's seeing me. I think it's a she. She's right behind me. Okay. The officer sees you, and are you able to safely stop? 
Yeah, I, I can stop, uh, but not right now. I'll stop in Corning. Uh, what's the difference from stopping now in Corning? I am wanted for the death of uh, Kaylee Sawyer at Bend, Oregon. What's the girl's name? Kaylee what? Sawyer. Sawyer? Yes. Or Swire, maybe. And she was from Bend, Oregon? Yes. I just want to say that it was an accident. I, uh... So I work for Campus Public Safety there. It goes on for a while. It's actually a 15-minute call altogether. I cut it a little bit. Dude, well, a lot stop of it. the car. Reading is a lovely place to stop. He Didn't you do a case out of Reading? Was that where Sherry Papini was from? Yeah, Sherry Papini. Yeah, Sherry Papini from yeah. Reading. So he ends up stopping. He doesn't go all the way to Corning or wherever he wanted to go he stops and he gives the phone to Andrea and that's when she kind of starts to break down and cry because I'm sure she's like holy shit like I'm gonna be saved you know um and they arrest him but they also arrest her because they don't really know if she's in on it or not um so they do end up you know arresting her and taking her in until you know, they question her a lot and they find out that she was actually kidnapped. So he um, is taken into the police department and he actually confesses to everything. He says that he saw Kaylee walking that night and he had an urge to kill, which is where I'm actually getting some of this audio is from another podcast that did a long series of, and it's called Urge to Kill. I didn't listen to it, but I just on YouTube, I saw um, they had those, those audio recordings. So that's where I pulled that from. But I know if you guys want to take a deeper dive, it's there, but I think I got it pretty much all in this one little hour swoop. He says that he had an urge to kill her. So he pulled her over in his patrol car in which I'm sure she thought she was safe, right? Like she thinks he's like a right. security guard and he places her in the back of his patrol car, which had a cage, like a real police car. And she starts screaming because she f- realizes that this is not going her way. And Edwin drives up to a remote parking lot where he hits her with a big rock and sexually assaults her. And then he says he makes sure that she was dead by bludgeoning her with the rock. He then goes and showers in the locker room that they have there at the... Um, college and then goes and moves Kaylee's body with his own car and hides her stuff and keeps his bloody uniform in a bag in his car. So you can only imagine how Kaylee's family is feeling or you really can't because it's so awful. I mean, I hope we've, none of us have ever experienced anything like this. Um, this young woman had really everything going for her. She was not only beautiful, but she was in dental school and she was going to be so much more with her life. And this fuck of a human couldn't help himself. He says, um, it's beyond disturbing and sad and her whole community, family, friends, boyfriend, has to forever live differently because of him. Um, 
Well, it does raise the, you know, a good point that you can, well, you know, I am really afraid. This is not the first time I've heard a story where it's like uh, someone's posing as an undercover officer. I know. And, you know, you can call the police and say, you do not have to pull over if you're not sure if it's an officer and, and verify, just call 911 and verify that someone is trying to pull you over. Yeah, I think it's because a real good idea. to pull over on the site? Listen, this is why I don't leave my house. <laughs> quarantine or no quarantine. Or drive in the dark. <laughs> but if I did, who wants to pull over on the highway? Yeah, not me. No way, no way. No, no. way. So her mom actually has a Facebook group that I joined. I like to join these Facebook groups recently. And mm-hmm. it's real heartbreaking. I mean, she misses everything about her daughter and rightfully so. So when Ed- Edwin's case was up, um, it was an interesting one because some of his crimes happened in California. Well, the most significant one was in Oregon. Um, and in California, he was read his R- Miranda rights But when they reviewed the tapes, they saw that Edwin was not given the opportunity to make a phone call, which in Oregon is not something that you have the right to do, but in California it is. And so his entire confession was thrown out. And this was a huge blow to the prosecution because without it, it was harder for them to get him on the rape charge. And... They felt like they needed the rape and murder charge to get him the death penalty, which they all wanted. And they ended up giving him life in prison without parole instead of the death penalty if he pled guilty. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So the judge... Listen, everybody, are you seeing the chat tab? Because everyone's asking, like, why would he... What was the point? I mean, if he was just going to confess, and I'm, I feel that. Like, what's the point? What's the point of him doing it? Yeah, what's the point of him doing it if he was just going to confess? I honestly think that he had, I think he was sick. Like, I think that he was obsessed with a serial killer, and he probably fought those demons for a, a long time and probably should have got help for it. Um, and maybe went the opposite way and tried to be a security guard and maybe even tried to be a police officer. But once they did like the, I mean, I have no idea. I'm just speculating here, but I don't know. I would just be surprised if the, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that like this wasn't his first oh. thing or whatever, because it seems like uh, there would be a lot of build up, And then for somebody who was that like hyper focused on executing something like this to just turn themselves in afterwards like I would think they would want to keep that like high going I know that I recommend that he was a real churchgoer thanks for all you guys for being here because that's like two things that you could have been doing I guess (laughs) which we are not Gretchen feels real bad because we're at home well because I'm at home I can't go anyways she told me I shouldn't eat meat today you guys that's what that was her recommendation you're supposed to have fish. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I had bacon. <laughs> yeah. First thing in the morning. She blew it already. <laughs> I'm not a good Jewish girl or Christian at this point. Uh-uh. Uh, Fired from both I teams. Am. Damn it. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he was sick. Like, he, 
I think he fought it. I do. I think he fought the fact that he was sick in his head and he probably should have gotten help for it. And I don't know how you get help for it, but I'm sure it's something that somebody can help you with. Kaylee's family uh, was able to get up in front of him and give their victim impact statements, and they did. And her grandfather told him that he was a piece of shit, and he wished that he mm-hmm. could take him to the field and finish him off himself. Um, right, for sure. Yeah, I know I would. And Kaylee's family um, actually left the courtroom before Edwin was able to speak. And Edwin did speak and turned to face the uh, family, which wasn't there, but I'm sure there were other people there. The grandfather stayed for a little bit of it, but walked out halfway through. And he apologized. And he said that he apologized in like a prayer, actually. Um, and I think it's okay that they walked out. I don't think they wanted to hear anything from him. And I don't blame them. Like, Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I don't think I would even go. To the end? Well, they want it, but you would want to tell him like how much he impacted you. I don't know. I don't know that I would. I would. I don't know. I remember. Do you remember that case about Blaze Bernstein? Yes. His parents, who I I still follow them. So, yeah, like because, you know, you like research it, then you get kind of like invested in their story. And his parents are so amazing. And they never went to the sentencing or oh, they anything. Didn't. No, they said they would only go if it would help if for some reason. And if it was just for the fact of looking him in the eye, I mean, the guy was so hateful, they didn't feel like they needed to, there, there was nothing he could say that could make them feel better. And they didn't feel like they needed to say anything to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you don't like, I just feel like at, at some point I feel like it almost gives these people like some satisfaction, you know, like they want this serial killer or to be this killer and they want the notoriety. Yeah. And by the family showing up, like that's going to be publicized, you know, like whatever. Like I don't even want to give I, them that. I like the like not give them any attention. Yeah. Yes. But he said not to give them any validation. And I agree. Um, so he was also tried for kidnapping, shooting, and abductions in California, where he was given another life sentence, but he'll serve both of his life sentences, which, I mean, two life sentences, he's going to die in prison anyways, um, in Oregon. And Andrea spoke to the court there and told him how he ruined her life, and she was a changed person because of his actions. And to her, I wish nothing but the best. I mean, she was strong and brave and endured something no one ever, ever, ever should. And I hope that she really doesn't let that shape her beautiful life. And Kaylee's family, actually, which is something that you said, Gretchen, um, about patrol officers, they have made a law called Kaylee's Law. And... It just went into effect last May, and it's basically where security guards are not allowed to have cars that have lights on them or cages 
like real police officers. They have to go through stricter protocols for background checks and when they're hired. And um, that's a huge win for her parents. Oh, yeah. That makes sense because you can imagine a lot of like power hungry douchebags would want to be like mall cops. Right. Yeah. Or like private security driving around in a car. Yeah. They feel like big time. Like, yeah. Yeah. They need to do a lot of background checks on those people. We need them. We do need them. For sure. We just need them not to be douchey. Yes. Yeah. And so they hope to help other people not become victims like their daughter. And I think they will. So that is the case of Kaylee Sawyer and douchebag Edwin Laura. Okay. Well, that was so fun. Totally. Again, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for joining. And thanks for listening to this episode for whoever could not join, we still love you too. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So real quick, Gretchy, I wanted to tell you about some reviews that we got. And I want to give them shout outs because I am a review whore. I am. But it makes me it really does make me so happy. (laughs) And there's a lot of things that make me happy these days. But there's a lot of things that don't. Um. Well, that's true. I'm all for all the warm and fuzzies we could pass around these days. Seriously. So I've got to tell you, okay? Let me tell you this. I'm going to say Marianne Collier. Thank you so much. She gave us a five star. Extina Picola. I really love that name. Yeah. She loves the Housewives of TC. Thank you so much. And Lamoraria. Maria, I'm real bad when it comes to that. Oh, but her name is Lisa. She wrote it on the bottom. Thank you so much for including your name and for a long review. Thank you so much. She says her sister listens to all the podcasts and ours is the only one that she really likes. So thanks so much. That's so nice. And then there's this one. And I want to tell you about this one because it really warmed my heart. Okay, Gretchy. Okay. L. Mookie Listens. That is her name. And she wrote a review a couple months ago and gave us a three star. And then she says that she didn't really give us a shot because she started from the beginning. And week by week, she kept thinking that she wanted to listen to us. And so she says that she didn't make a right choice at first and that we deserved a five star and I thought that was real admirable. Yeah, that's so nice. I know. That one really warmed my heart. Listen, we'd probably give us a three star in the beginning too. Well, why did we take down all of that? We took down all the beginning ones. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to hear any three star episodes, find yourself on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but they're just not as good as today's episodes. Yeah. And I, I We're bet new. you. Nobody's good at their job the first day. No, that's true. And you know what? I bet you we'll even get better in time. Let's hope. I hope so. And then Thankful Sue, Weekly Distraction. Liz says she loves these ladies. Evil Apple, Evil Apple. They're pretty great. Thanks so much. They say we tell a story good. We're definitely getting better. So those are them for this week. And thank you guys so much. That was really nice. And if you haven't reviewed us, we would love it because, you know, makes my day. And Gretchen's too, once I read them to her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't checked out Panic Party, check us out. 
we do episodes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and you'll find us there as well. And it's not crime related, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. We're all getting through it together. Yeah. Clink, clink, Gretchy. Clink, clink.